Revelation chapter number 5, the book of the Revelation chapter number 5. If you could, you're able to, or even the word of God by standing. book of Revelation is right after the book of Jude and right before the concordance in your Bible. And so let's turn there and let's um, say amen if we found our place. Let's read chapter 5, verse 8. The Bible says, And when he had taken the book, thank God he still took the book, amen. He did take it. The four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, and having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints, they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain. And hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation. Amen. Has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts, and the elders, and the ten, number of them was ten thousand, times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands. Now that's a big number. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, and riches, and worthy, and Wisdom, excuse me, and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in earth, in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. And such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and under the, unto the Lamb uh, forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever. Thank you for standing tonight. We'll pray. Lord, we love you. We ask you, God, to help us tonight. And we ask you, dear God, to just please, Lord, get all the glory out of this place tonight. It is all about you, nothing about ourselves. I'm thankful for the reading of the word tonight. We'll love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we come to this title, as this, to this text tonight, we come to our 13th message in the book of the Revelation. And we're 13 messages in, and those 13 messages have come to a sense of very fast, don't you think? I think we went through them pretty fast. But those 13 messages have been great, and I thank the Lord for them. I'm not saying they've been great because of me, but they've been great because of Him, amen. And, and they've, been, they've, been, they've helped me in understanding the book of the Revelation um, but we come to a special place here, and they are still around the throne. So therefore, when we were to look around that, there's no change in the sights or the scene has not changed at all. We still see the Lamb, and He's still slain, and we still see the one sitting on the throne in verse number thir- uh, verse number thirteen, I believe it is. Verse number thirteen sitteth upon the throne and of the Lamb forever. And so, so we see that. So the sovereignty hasn't changed in this scene either. The sovereignty is still the same as it was in the last one. And so we can look at that and we see that. But the thing, one thing has changed that I noticed from the last scene uh, under the scene now that we're in. And the, what's changed is the sorrowful search. You remember that search? As they were being frantic, where is uh, who is worthy to open the book uh, and to loose the seals thereof? Uh, um, that sorrowful search has come to a close, uh, and the shouts have now turned into singing uh, around the throne of God. And that 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 is what we're going to dig into tonight: uh, is that singing around the throne. You remember when I preached that four four four, four um, message uh, series on on singing on music? 
and I preached on this ta- this this text in a topical form um, on the heavenly music. Remember, I preached on the heavenly music, the hurtful music, uh, the helpful music, and, and one other. But but as we went through that, this was the heavenly music there. But we didn't dig into it, and we didn't see exactly what's going on here. But no, but that that that's what we're going to look at tonight. Now, I believe it's a tremendous thought, uh, a tremendous sight that we're seeing here. Uh, it's it's unbridled, it's unashamed, uh, it's unhindered, and it's unlimited worship uh, to the one who did all things well, the one who did everything for us, uh, and that's what is going on around the throne right here. That's what's going on. I have a few introductory, uh, introductory thoughts here tonight that I'd like to make mention uh, um, uh, concerning the song that we're going to see. We're not just going to preach just on the song, but we are in, in essence. But, but, but this song here, it's an exciting song. It's an exciting song. Everybody seems excited around, and that wasn't even in my notes. I actually just said the wrong word, but it looks good, and it sounds good. So everybody was worshiping around the throne, and everybody was in it. It seems like it's an exciting moment for everybody, don't you think so? Um, What I was supposed to say is it's an exalting song. Uh, It's very exalting. He says in verse number 9, he says, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy. It's an exalting song. Hey, the song's all about Him. Amen. Another thing that I saw in this is it's an, it's an evangelical song. Now, he says um, they are worthy to, uh, to, to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us unto Amen. God. Uh, this song is about the gospel is what it is. Uh, in Genesis, the sacrifice was for a per- person uh, uh, as the ram was slain. Uh, and in Exodus 12, it was for a family as the lamb was slain. Uh, and in the rest of the Old Testament, uh, it was for the nation of Israel, the nation uh, um, because, oh, as the lamb was slain every time. Uh, um, but when John looked down the dusty road uh, and he seen Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. God, which taketh away the sins of the world. It's the sins of the whole world. He was slain and he's still redeeming. Hallelujah, friend. It was an evangelical song. I noticed it was also an evangelistic song. He says very clearly, has redeemed us unto God. You know, and let me read the rest of that verse. By the blood, out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. It's not just one nationality. It's not just one race. But it was one time and it was for every person. I like that quote, even though it don't even make sense. But um, what does it say? It says, uh, red, red, brown, black, and white, all precious in his sight. And that's true. He did die for every man uh, and every nation and every kindred and every tongue, um, every single principality that there is uh, he died for them and it's an evangelical it's, it's a evangelical and it's an evangelistic uh, song but it also notice in verse 10 uh, and that it's an encouraging song and has made us unto our God kings and priests yeah man friend this is me and this is you and it's with Christ Another thing I thought about as I was looking at this, I, I believe not only is it exciting and is it exalting and evangelical and evangelistic and, and encouraging, but it's an expecting song. Because he says there as they're singing that song, it said, And we, and we shall reign on the earth.
earth. Uh, that's something we can expect, right? Uh, and that's something that will take place because the Word of God said it will uh, um, take place. And we understand that to be the millennium reign uh, as Christ comes back and we come back with Him for a thousand years uh, um, to reign upon this earth. Uh, and we will reign on the earth. We will not reign in heaven. Uh, we will reign on the earth. Amen, friend. It's an expecting song. Uh, Let's look at this text quickly as I preach on uh, the praise before the punishment. The praise before the punishment. I want you to notice with me, number one tonight, uh, um, that there is uh, the perspective of the praise uh, which is in heaven. Um, Verse number eight, when he had taken the book, uh, the four beasts, uh, the four beasts, and four twenty elders fell down. Before the Lamb. Uh, I want you, uh, here's the beast, uh, here's the four beasts, here's the 24 elders, representatives of us, uh, around the throne of God. uh, And as Jesus has just taken the book in his hand, uh, he's taken the book, and it says, as he had uh, taken the book, uh, as he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and 20 elders uh, fell down uh, at his feet. Uh, And that's what I'd like to um, just, uh, uh, you know, I can just imagine as I'm thinking about this and as I've read, read through it time and time again, I, I've thought that, that it's almost like I'm already there tonight. It's almost like I'm already there. Like that's what I'd advise you to do tonight uh, as we preach through this. Just worship uh, um, though uh, as you were already there. Uh, I mean we're seeing it and this is talking about us. Uh, and if there's nothing else that can make you excited, uh, um, you ought to be excited that you're not in the punishment. Uh, but thank God you're in the praise. Amen. Uh, I'm glad about that. Hallelujah. That wasn't in my notes. Uh, but just worship though as you were already there. Uh, Just imagine the glory that's there. Uh, And this should be a personal perspective tonight uh, uh, for you because you're going to be looking uh, at the slain lamb one day uh, face to face and then feet to face. Amen. Uh, And I tell you, I want you to notice that there's a reverential perspective that comes with our praise. Uh, The Bible says that the four and twenty elders uh, and the four beasts uh, fell down at his feet. Uh, They fell down at his feet before the lamb and all of heaven including you uh, and including me if you're saved uh, fell down before the Lamb of God uh, and we have uh, prostrated ourselves uh, at the feet of Jesus uh, we've entered the very presence of our Savior uh, and the very presence of the King of Kings uh, and Lord of Lords uh, and we've humbled ourselves before Him uh, what a beautiful sight uh, and when this day comes friend I can assure you there'll be no prideful thoughts. Uh, um, There'll be no looking for praise for yourself. Uh, There'll be no goodness of ourselves. Uh, Only clear uh, reverential praise uh, to the Lamb. Uh, Friend, it won't be forced. Uh, It will be willing worship to the one who did it all for you. Amen. I believe I've been in some wonderful services, but I don't know if I've ever been in a service such as this. (coughs) Amen, friend. It's a the reverential perspective of, a, of our praise there. Amen. Secondly, I want you to notice on a little farther, there's a recognitive. Now that means recognizing. A, um, so there's a recognitive perspective of our praise. They go on to say, and having every one of them harps. You say, what are you getting anything out of that? Well, that's why we're reading it the way we are. Amen. Each one is said to have a harp. <laughs> 
every one of them, having every one of them a harp. So each one, and according to 1 Chronicles chapter 25, I looked up the word harp in the Bible, okay? It's not mentioned many times, but according to 1 Chronicles chapter 25 and verse 3 through verse 6, the harp is an evidence of a priestly employment. Meaning uh, there, there's priests that are about to walk upon the horizon. Meaning that I'm a priest and I'm playing for somebody who's the great priest. Uh, meaning that there's all this and we have acclaimed the priestly uh, position around the throne of our high priest in our text right here. We are around the throne in our priestly position uh, and there's a great high priest uh, um, that is sitting or standing on the throne in the midst of the throne. Uh, and so it's very cognitive. It's, uh, we're recognizing who He is uh, and we're worshiping Him for those things uh, around the throne of God. Uh, you say, preacher, I can't play no instrument. But one day you will, friend. Uh, one day you're going to be learning how to play a harp uh, and you're going to learn it fast and you ain't going to need no teacher. Amen. Uh, you're just going to know it. Uh, and I believe that He's worthy for you to learn an instrument now, though. Amen. Amen. I hope I can preach this. They're a cognitive perspective. They're, they're, they are simply recognizing that He is Almighty. He's the high priest. Amen. He's the high priest. And thirdly, that we see a little farther, it says they have golden vials of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. So not only are there a cognitive perspective and a reverential perspective, but there's also the remembered prayer of the people. The remembered prayer of the people. Now, the prayers of the redeemed of all the ages are brought before the Lord at this exact moment, and they're brought as a sweet-smelling savor to Him. You say, that's not what a text says. Well, it says it's golden vials full of odors. And they're the prayers of the saints. You tell me what else it is. Right? Everybody with me? You tell me what else. So just think about the countless prayers uh, um, that have been offered for throughout all the ages of time. Uh, and many have been suffered persecution, uh, have prayed to the Lord uh, for His return. Uh, and I've read many books where they have uh, um, those who have been on the chopping block of sin. Uh, I mean, excuse me, on the chopping block uh, 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 from Satan and from this world. Uh, and they're on the chopping block getting ready to get their head chopped off. Uh, and they're praying for the very return of Christ. Uh, and there's some that's been hanging on a stake uh, uh, quoting the very scripture uh, that you get to hold in your hand this morning uh, and this evening but many uh, have suffered that persecution and have prayed for the Lord's return uh, and many have prayed for the suffering of God's people to end uh, and for Satan uh, to be defeated and sin uh, fully and finally removed uh, and just ponder this thought uh, every prayer from every person uh, down through every Every age have now entered into the very presence of God. I don't mean that to you, but it means something to me. I've prayed many prayers uh, that seemed like they didn't get hurt, but one day, as Christ said, He'll bottle up them tears uh, and He'll bottle up the prayers. Uh, and here in this exact moment, uh, they have all entered the very presence of God. Amen, friend. He hasn't forgotten or ignored one of them. What a wondrous thought, friend. Beloved, He hears when you pray. 
First John chapter 14, 5, verse 14, uh, and the Bible says, and this is the confidence uh, um, that we have in Him, uh, that if any man ask according to His will, He heareth them. He heareth them. Hallelujah to the Lamb. What a wonderful day that's going to be. Amen. The perspective of the praise. In heaven's sake, I want you to notice the purpose of the praise that is in heaven. We find the host of heaven singing a new song. Now, Christ is not new to these but they're singing about a redemption that has not yet been accomplished right now. You understanding me, right? It's not been fully accomplished. He's fully paid for the debt. 100% fully paid for the debt, but we're not in heaven yet. We've not been raptured out yet. So, 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 so there'll be that and the host of heaven that assembled together at one time for the first time of all of eternity. The first time that all of heaven, have all the host, all the bride, everybody has been assembled in one spot together is right here in our text. It's the first time, and it's a song to magnify the Lamb of glory. And our faith will have ended inside at this point. Amen, friend. Amen. Look at, look at the motive of the singing here. I want you to notice the purpose of this song is redemption. He says... And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation. Redemption will be realized in full at this time. You understand me tonight, right? And I'm thankful for redemption. Hey, man, friend, we'll understand as never before at this point. It's, coming, it's becoming reality is reading this. We'll, be, we'll understand as never before. What, what, we'll, we'll finally fully understand what the sacrifice at Calvary did for us. We'll be completely aware that His blood made all the difference. Plus nothing, minus nothing. It was all Jesus. It was all His blood. And friend, it was everything that redeemed us from our sin. Is His blood. And we'll be singing around the throne eternal. Uh, and there will be and we'll be doing it because of him uh, we'll be doing everything because of what he done uh, it's nothing that I done uh, it's everything that he done uh, and we will have just fully realized uh, what the blood really did for us uh, amen friend there's no other way uh, of redemption than through the blood of Calvary uh, and if you uh, take away the bloods you have no redemption Amen, friend. I know we haven't seen heaven. I know we've never seen the Lamb of God face to face. But isn't He worthy about singing His redemption today? We sing songs like redeemed, 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 and go on and on and on, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We sing songs, there is a fountain filled with blood that's drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath the flood and lose all their guilty stains. What do you think that is? It's redemption. It's redemption of Him. And I'm thankful that's the purpose that I'm going to be singing around that throne. I believe there's a purpose of this song is redemption. I believe we can read on in verse 10 and has made us and our God kings and priests and we shall reign with Him forever. We shall reign with Him on the earth. Excuse me. I believe not only is it about redemption, but this song is about, the purpose of this song is about relationship. 
Now understand this, we'll, all, we'll be able to praise Him for our relationship with Him. We won't be viewed uh, as an outcast. We won't be viewed as a second chance uh, or second-rate citizens. Uh, but we got a seat there already. Uh, amen, friend. We'll be the very bride of Christ. Uh, we are the very bride of Him. Uh, and beloved, I tell you, a great price was paid uh, that we might be able to be in heaven someday. Uh, and it's all about what He did to make us what we are. I noticed a few blessings as I've uh, just tidbits, uh, a few blessings as I was reading through this. Uh, and I believe that there is an authoritative, uh, authoritative blessing uh, that I see here. He says, We have made him to be kings. Uh, kings. Now we have authority as kings. We have authority as kings and we'll have power to reign through all the ages. That's right. Th- throughout the thousand year reign, we'll have, we'll have power to reign. We'll have power to reign with Him. And, and so, so there's an authoritative uh, blessing that the Lord has given us uh, with us being kings. Uh, and so we have authority. Uh, and then there is uh, an accessing blessing uh, that comes from us being priests. Uh, now we know priests are the only one in the Old Testament that had access uh, um, to the throne of God. Uh, he has made them to be priests and kings. Uh, and yes, we are a royal priesthood. Uh, and that's what the Bible says in First Peter. Uh, and so as priests we have access to the throne of God uh, right now uh, and then we will be able to offer acceptable service uh, to him forever and ever and then I seen another blessing it said that we shall reign I see an approaching blessing an approaching blessing. This isn't something that's taking place right now, but this is a blessing from the Lord. Uh, we couldn't take, attain this on our own and uh, we couldn't keep this on our own but what a day that's going to be Amen, friend. Uh, the purpose of this song uh, is simply because redemption and relationship. And then I see the purpose of this song is because of our Redeemer. Amen. Look at verse 12. We'll come back to verse 11. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is me. No, worthy is the Lamb. Amen. That, that, that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Amen. Friend, on that glorious day, I tell you something, we shall praise our Redeemer in heaven. Uh, He will be the focus of all of our praise. Uh, He'll be the focus of this song. Uh, And all the hosts of heaven will then cry out, uh, Worthy is the Lamb. Uh, It's all about Him. Hallelujah. And friend, He was slain for you. Uh, He was slain for me. Uh, And He is the source of our salvation. Uh, And we were redeemed by the finished work that was done at Calvary. Uh, And it is there that Jesus became our substitute. It is there that He willingly took the sin of all men upon Himself and endured the shame and endured the very judgment of God on His beloved Son. And when we look towards Him and when God sees the blood on us, He says they're free. We're free from sin. The Bible says, Who the Son therefore hath set free, He is free indeed. There's no nothing that can take it from us. Uh, there's nothing that can strip it out of our hands uh, because we are free because of Him. Uh, he fully took away our sin uh, and has, and he died, when He died on the cross uh, and when He rose again uh, and the ultimate sacrifice was made uh, um, uh, so, ne- so that bl- no blood uh, would ever have to be shed again. All the millions of gallons of blood that was shed from all those lambs from all those years uh, 
would never have to be shed again after one lamb shed all of his blood. Amen, friend. The saved are bound for heaven and this was secured at Calvary, by the way. Uh, He took it on the cross and he secured it all the way and there was nothing that he needed to do again. Uh, And there's nowhere in my Bible where it tells me I need to be born again again. Uh, Amen. I just got to be born again and that's all that matters, friend. We can all rejoice tonight uh, uh, because of this blessed Redeemer uh, and we can never stand within our own selves uh, and accommodate uh, for our sin. We can never stand accountable for our sins. Thank God we don't have to. Jesus took the debt that I owed and my account is marked paid in full. Hallelujah. The receipt was given to me and it said zero. Hallelujah. We're singing for him on this day. The perspective, going quick, praise the Lord. The, The perspective of the praise, I can't handle much longer. In heaven, then we see the purpose of the praise, uh, which is in heaven. Then, lastly, I want you to notice the people, the people of the praise, uh, which is in heaven. We see a few different groups, three different groups here that are described, which are worshiping the Lord around the throne. Uh, we see three different groups. Number one, we see the celestial beings uh, are going to be praising Him. The celestial, it says, and I beheld and heard the voice of many angels. And so, John saw. And John heard the angels praising the Lamb of God. I want you to notice, look up with me at verse number 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, meaning John, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. But they were not singing about redemption. They weren't singing about redemption. You know why? Because they'd never been redeemed. First Peter tells us they never could be redeemed. They had nothing to be redeemed from. They had no sin nature. And Christ was here and he, he in the celestial beings, there they are. They know nothing about sin. They know nothing about the struggles of life. And they are, however, praising their Creator. They're worshiping the God of heaven. They have never been washed in the blood, but they recognize him as the lamb which is slain, and he's worthy, amen. They, they said, I've never been washed in that blood, uh, but I sure am thankful for that blood, amen. Uh, I, I'm still going to praise him for the things that he's done for me uh, and creating me and doing all those things. I'm still thankful. They're still praising him. Amen. The celestial beings are praising him. Then we notice another one in, in verse number around about the throne and the beast and the elders. The elders. And the number of them. Y'all notice that? That's what it says. Angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. Semicolon. Or colon, rather, excuse me. That means. What's coming next is talking about what's been said. Okay, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Now, I cannot tell you how much that is, okay? I'm not going to guess. But I will say that not only the celestial beings, but the converted beings are praising the Lord. They're praising the Lord and the elders. 
Now, we can't be sure on a specific number. There's been many numbers put out there, but we cannot be sure about a specific number. But I tell you this, it's a big one. Now, I don't know even what 10,000 times 10,000 is upon my head. Okay? But it's a lot. Anybody can think of that? 100 million? So let's think about that. Now, you tell me that more than 50% is going to hell. Right? I've said it from here. Now, we, I've heard it, and I'm thinking, and I understand that, but God saved people. A lot of people. And the book of Revelation is filled with many precise numbers, though. I'm going to get ahead of me. Listen to me for a second. The... the The book of Revelation is filled with many precise numbers. There's two witnesses, right? There's 144,000 preachers, Jewish preachers. There's there's the dimensions of heaven, of the New Jerusalem, excuse me. There's those dimensions. There's, I mean, there's the number of months and days in the tribulation. There's, there's all those things that, and so, so but, but, but this is the only number I've not found, I could be wrong, but this is the only number I've found in the book of Revelation that is infinite. Everybody with me? This is more in your mind too. It's the only number I've found in the book of Revelation that's infinite. And I just have to say this just quickly. Uh, if Calvin's uh, theology, uh, if Calvin's theology was right, then the Holy Spirit uh, would know uh, the exact number of redeemed uh, saints which are in heaven. Uh, but Calvinism is heresy, uh, and that number was not predetermined before the earth was Everybody with me? Amen. I mean, I mean, all I'm saying is that if that in Revelation five verse eleven, uh, there would be an exact number there if it was predetermined, but it's not predetermined. Hallelujah, Amen. And for how it doesn't matter. However, every saint will be singing around the throne, every one of them, Amen. And I, I, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. But 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 that number's not predetermined here. You know what it says? There was 10,000 times 10,000. We know there's going to be that many, okay? But, man, then there's thousands of thousands. Well, that's infinite. That could go on forever because there's no predetermination of that. Hallelujah. Everything else is predetermined. Everybody with me? It's going to be 144,000 witnesses. They're the only Jehovah's Witnesses that's ever been upon this earth, by the way. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses actually started out when, with 144,000, right? Did y'all know that? They started out with 144,000. Well, they didn't start out there. But they said after the 144,000, after they reached that point, the 144,000, God was going to call them home because that's the only ones going to be there. But what happened is that they exceeded the 144,000 mark. And when they exceeded the 144,000 mark, they said, well, that's just going to be, there's going to be 144,000 upon this earth. All the rest of them are going to be somewhere else. So, so that's the difference. That's the difference. But they had to come up with something else real fast. But my point is, is that there's predetermined. There's two witnesses. Whoever you believe they are, we'll get in that later. But there's two witnesses. But man, there's just thousands of thousands of these. 
Thousands of thousands. Hallelujah. I promise you when God's ready, he's going to send Jesus here to get us. I promise you. I don't know if there's just going to be a necessary, a last one to get saved or what. But I'll tell you what. Man, Lord help me. I can't remember this guy's name. But a good man of God said, an old man of God who studied scripture and could quote near the whole Bible. He said that if he is right, which he said, I'm, I'm not. He said, he, he didn't claim it, okay? He just proclaimed it. He didn't claim it himself. But he said, he said throughout all the studies of scripture, Jesus is going to return in the year 2060. Now he said, I'm not, he said, I'm not proclaiming this to be just a dogmatic truth. He said, but I believe, he said, I believe if I've studied all the times of Daniel and Jeremiah and all those books and studied the book of Revelation clear enough, I believe that he'll come back in 2060. Now, we cannot be so sure about that. I'm not telling you that to be dogmatic and say, oh, praise the Lord, we got 37 more years to live this thing. That's not our, yeah, 37 more years to live this thing. It's not what I'm talking about. What I am saying is that Jesus is going to come back when he says he's going to come back. It could be 2023. I don't know why he's waiting anyways. Amen. All I know is that everything's fulfilled. Really. The temple, the temple, don't worry about the temple. Don't worry about the temple. We're not, we're not, yeah, we're not looking for that anyways. The only one's looking for that is the Antichrist. I mean, I'm saying he got to show up on the scene for us anyways. Amen. We're going to be out, we're going to be out before he's in. Amen. That's just what I believe throughout scripture is we're going to be out of here before he comes in. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, the Bible says that he's already, I believe, I believe Satan had one, Satan doesn't know when Jesus is coming. I believe he's had one every, every generation. I believe he's had an antichrist every generation. He dies out, there's an antichrist. He dies out, there's an antichrist. I just believe that because simple fact is, he don't know. He don't know when those uh, seven years are going to be, or those three and a half years are going to be. He don't know that. But Jesus does. Jesus doesn't even know that. God does. But around that throne one day, the converted beings, that's me, I've been converted, will be praising Him forever. Amen. Lastly, I'm done. The created beings will praise Him. We see in verse number 13, I know it mentions them there, the beast, but in verse number 13 it says, And every creature which is in heaven, which is on the earth and which is under the earth and such as are even in the sea. You know all those, all Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea, they're going to come back up and worship him in this moment. I'm serious. Every one of them. Every death, every person in this entire universe and the other above us and below us will be worshiping him at this moment. That's what it says. Is that, is that not rightly by the King James Bible? And all that are in them heard I saying. He heard them. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Amen. The praise won't be offered just by the angels. It won't be offered just by the saints which are in heaven. But this praise will extend to all creation as all creatures. Everyone, great and small, even those which have been tormented in hell, will be praising the Lamb of God. It's true. 
And many, many today refuse to accept Christ, but he's despised, he's rejected till this day. But one day every knee will bow and every single tongue will confess Jesus will be exalted by all who ever lived. And I'd much rather praise him in his presence than praise him absence from his presence. Wouldn't you say so? I'd much rather praise him in his presence than praise him while being absent of his presence. I understand they'll bow at the judgment seat of Christ. I mean, at the great white throne of judgments here later on. But there's a, there's a praise been happening right here too. How about that? There's a praise happening right here. It's either you praise him by choice now or you praise him by force later. Is that right? That's all I got to say, but I'm just telling you this. It tells us in verse number 12 and verse number uh, 13. Blessing and honor and glory and power. Then it goes up in verse number 12. It tells us very clearly that there's the lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. It goes on in verse 13, tells us that, and then the four beasts said, Amen. They confirmed it. They said, Let it be. And the four and twenty elders fell down, that's us, and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. He's not dead, amen. amen. But those words there, riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing, and blessing and honor and glory and power. And Goes through all those that that word strength. I mean that word power. It speaks of you know exalting power, dynamic power. However you want to say it along those lines, and and then it tells us that there's riches. That you, that's plenty of too. That means everything. He owns it all, and, and so that's that's that just gives you. It gives us a, a sight of him. So I don't want to miss that. It gives us a sight of him, just him, his attributes. Everything about him. And then it goes on and it tells us that he's wisdom. That's total intelligence. He knows all things. Right? And then it goes on and says, and strength. That's force in this sense. Remember, this is the praise before the punishment. Honor. That's reverence. He deserves our reverence. Glory. That speaks of a, a more or less of a, of a, of a top. His, his, his glory. His... his um, his doxology, I don't know another word, but his, his, his brilliance, his brightness, his, his just everything about him like that. And then, then, then blessing, and that's just, uh, I'm trying to think of more practical words, eulogy. There, there's a word like that, and I know those, but I don't know a practical word for it, I'm sorry. But, but just simply his blessing and his blessing, and, and, and he alone is worthy of all of those things. And he alone is worthy of our praise. There's none, no one else who deserves praise and worship. It's all him. It's all him. Whew, hallelujah. Verse 14, I, I'm just summarizing these last few verses. I didn't get no outline on those verses, but verse 14, and the four beasts said, Amen. Four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped men that live forever and ever. <laughs> I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just thinking, okay? The, the beast, the beast, the beast, okay? The beast are, you know, they're representatives, right? We, we went through that. Uh, two weeks ago, and being representatives and representative of all the kingdoms, and and but here they're at a loss for words, man. They're like, "Amen." I'm just, "Amen." That's all I got to say about it. "Amen." Somebody say "Amen" to me. Uh, 
that they're at a loss for words. They're, amen. I mean, that's all I got to say about it. They, they said, I don't know what to say at this point, but amen. Amen. And they, it doesn't say anything else about them saying anything. But here they just said, amen. They're at, they're at a loss for words. And the four and twenty elders here, they come in and they fall before Jesus for the second time. And they worship him. They worship him. And thank God they worship him. And all... All music, we we preached on heavenly music, but I just want to remind you that all music will lead you at somebody's feet. All music's going to leave you at somebody's feet. Might be Satan's feet, but man, I hope it's the Savior's feet. And that's that's where this music right here, and this concludes in verse 14, because you and I are at his feet again. And all music is going to lead you at somebody's feet. So you remember those things and just think on these things. This is a praise before the punishment. This is praise before the punishment. And heaven surely will be a place of praise unto the Lamb of God. And I pray that you're offering him in the praise that he deserves today. Amen. Don't wait till you get there. He's worthy. He's worthy. Somebody say amen back. He's worthy of our praise tonight. Amen. Thank you for listening. Lord. We do love you. We do thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. And thank you for how you've helped us tonight, Lord. Thank you for the good liberty tonight. Lord, you've been mighty faithful and mighty true and mighty good to us, Lord. We're grateful. Thank you, Lord, for the, uh, giving us this, this representative, uh, rep, give you, giving us John, Lord. Thank you for um, get, uh, taking him up and, and giving us this view as, he pen, as the penman of, uh, of the book of the Revelation, Lord. I thank you for that. And I ask you, dear God, to... Um, just help us, Lord, help this to become more clear and more clear as we look through it, Lord, and, and just praise you for it. Lord, I've realized more than anything that this book is all about you. And I ask you, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, to keep us safe and help us as we move on. We'll love you. We'll praise you. Help these dear folk, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.